welcome to the Draft Nut Podcast. It's Jared Feinberg, your host here for this Thursday edition of the show. Devin is not here for this recording, so it's just me going solo for today's episode. Today I am going to be previewing and giving you my picks for some of the big games this week um, for the NFL. I won't be giving my picks for college football matchups this weekend as I will be at a college game myself. I'll be at Georgia Tech Clemson. I have season tickets for all the home games there. So usually whenever I'm going to a game, to a Clemson home game, I won't be really able to watch much of college football during the day. So I'll just, I'll be catching up for most of the evening once I get back. Um, and this game will be on ABC at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. I will be right next to the band. So if you guys are looking for me on TV, um, the band is, if you're, if you, so the way you're viewing the broadcast from the Clemson, from the Clemson home side, I am on the, I'm on the other side, on the, sort of on the away side next to the band and a little small section of um, the student section. So that's where I'll be um, going forward. So I'm looking forward to the game. I'm looking forward to seeing how well DJ Uyongale improves. I want to see more progression and improvement from the Clemson Tigers offense. Um, I wasn't really impressed last week against South Carolina State. Yes, it was South Carolina State, but there was some stuff I was really concerned with. so that's something I really want to keep an eye on. Um, but, you know, I, I'm expecting Clemson to handle Georgia Tech pretty easily. Um, Georgia Tech could always make this a ball game, you know. You just never know. It's any given Saturday, but um, I'm expecting Clemson to win that one. So that's my only pick and preview for this weekend in terms of college foop- football. Um, it sucks I'll be missing um, Alabama-Florida um, at that same time, it's at 3.30 as well on CBS. Um, I'll be missing Auburn, Penn State. Maybe, well, maybe the first quarter or two, maybe, unless I'm listening to listening to it on the way back from Clemson. Um, so there's another game that I'm going to be missing. Um, Fresno State, UCLA, late, late, late tomorrow night, um, 10.45 Eastern. Um, I'll be missing that game probably because I got – um, stuff going on the next morning before uh, the NFL games on Sunday. So, before we get started, I want to get a couple things off my mind. Number one, Tom Brady has a podcast, which I just found out today. Um, listened to it um, before recording, and it was phenomenal. Um, I think Tom Brady could be a good podcaster, you know, that he could do it. Um, you should definitely listen to the podcast. It's called. Um, the Let's Go podcast um, in honor of his um, pregame hype. Let's effing go um, after running out, running out of the tunnel during pregame. Um, so, and I suggest you guys go listen to that podcast. Number two, don't take fancy football so seriously. Players do not care about your fantasy team. They don't. As fun as it is, um, it, it it can be obsessive, 
And if you're a very competitive person who's passionate about wanting your team to win, especially on in fantasy football, remember that it's just it's a fake game. It fantasy football is a fake game. It's just it's not a video game per se, but don't take it so seriously to the point where you're or well, don't be that person that sends a death threat to a player because either A, he didn't score enough points to help you win, or B, he got hurt for the rest of the, he's hurt for the rest of the year and his injury is costing your fantasy team. That's what happened with uh, Raheem Morstead. Um, he, his family has gotten death threats because he is out for the season with an injury. Don't be that person. And again, excuse my French, but players do not give a flying fuck about your fancy team. Again, excuse my language, but it's just true. They don't. It's that simple. If that makes you mad, if you have a problem with it, sorry, but not sorry. Okay? We're good? Moving on. It's time to preview some of the games and some of the picks I've made for this weekend. I'm not going to go through every game because I'll take probably an hour knowing me. I like to just get an – I like to have an info dump moments, you know, every now and then. So if I do every game for this weekend, it will take me an hour and a half to do this podcast. And I'll kind of want to make it shorter um, just for the sake of you guys. You guys not having to listen to me ramble on for an hour and a half. Um, I want to make this as short as I can uh, for your benefit. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do here uh, with this podcast. I want to try to keep this, you know, a little bit shorter. And once I finish this recording, you know, it, if it's long, my bad. If it's short enough, great deal. Um, I am currently using voice memos on um, on my iPhone to record this podcast if you, if you were just curious um so i have a i can see how much time i have with um this recording so yeah just to let you guys know all right let's start with thursday night football giants uh, washington football team giants are coming off an ugly loss last week at home um against denver um and last week was just horrific for the Giants. Their defense was good, was good, but it wasn't good enough. Um, Broncos played excellent offensively, um, and defense they played really good. Um, Daniel Jones struggled, um, but the rest of that offense, of course, struggled as well. Um, I don't know if Barkley was really impactful um, during that game. Um, but I, I do expect him to be more impactful um, tonight um, as I – well, tomorrow night. I am recording this on Wednesday, so it would be tomorrow night. But, again, you're listening to this on Thursday, so it would be today. So, whatever. Um, Dexter Lawrence, I think, was probably the main highlight from the Giants for, – for the Giants in general. Um, I mean, he was pushing – um, Lyman into Teddy Bridgewater's lap consistently. Um, he is an absolute force in the interior. Um, former Clemson Tiger, let's go, baby. Um, 
and you know I, I'm very happy to see that Dexter Lawrence has really started to be to become his own um, or come to his own. Um, he he's a very talented player, and he's and I hope that this is the year he finally shows off. Hey. I am here to dominate in the NFL. I think he has that potential, and we saw that a little bit against Denver. Um, he was very impactful defensively. Um, James Bradbury was as well. I was really impressed overall with the Giants' defense in general, um, though they did give up some big plays during that game. Uh, Washington is an interesting team coming into this game. They lost Ryan Fitzpatrick for the next several weeks with a hip injury, um, and they'll be going forward without him. Um while they have Tyler Heineke and Kyle Allen as their top two quarterbacks. Not ideal. You know, do they bring in Cam Newton if Heineke struggles tonight? We'll, we'll have to see. You know, if he plays well, that's another week for Heineke. If he doesn't play well, Allen comes in and he doesn't play well, then it may you may end up bringing Cam Newton regardless if he's vaccinated or not. Um, so that's something we'll have to keep an eye on to, tonight and moving forward. Um, every Whatever happens moving forward at the quarterback position will be determined after tonight, um, whether or not Heineke has a good performance, whether he struggles badly enough to where Rivera and to Ron Rivera, where Ron Rivera's like, yeah, we, we should go out and get camp. Um, but... You know, those are that's probably the biggest concern offensively for the Giants. Of course, their offensive line is a concern as well. Um, their receiver play outside of Terry McLaurin, I still want to see someone really step up. Can Dimey Brown step up in Curtis Samuel's absence? Um, that's something I really want to keep an eye on tomorrow night. Um, I, I just don't know. Um, I and truthfully, I did not really go back and watch that. Chargers Washington game, um, but I, from what it looked like, it didn't seem like really anyone was stepping up in place of Curtis Samuel. Um, and I assume once Samuel comes back, that's going to be a really nice uh, duo between him and Terry McLaurin. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens Thursday night. But I have the Giants winning this one close. Um, I think it's just going to be an ugly slugfest of two teams with subpar QB play. And a very tough defense, um, and two very tough defenses going at it. Um, I I see Saquon Barkley being the X factor. It's basically going to be whose running back plays better tomorrow night, um, and it could be whose quarterback plays better tomorrow night as well. Um, if Daniel Jones plays better than he did last week, I think the Giants win. Um, if he struggles again, and Heineke struggles, but the run. The Giants' run game is more consistent. I think the Giants end up winning. Um, the Devin uh, sent me his pick, sent me or texted me his picks earlier, um, and he has the Giants winning tonight as well. Moving, moving forward with Raiders and Steelers. The Raiders are traveling on the road to the Pittsburgh Steelers after a thrilling uh, Monday Night Football victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Steelers are coming off a big win on the road against Buffalo to start the season. Um, their defense played at a top-tier level. Um, their defense is top-tier. They played 
excellent football. They basically shut down the Bills. Um, really good offense. Um, Josh Allen. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Josh Allen here in just a few moments. Um, but the concern I have with the Steelers right now, and it was a concern coming into the season, is if the Steelers can play consistent football offensively. Um, if they can do that, they'll they'll win ten games. Um, with their defense winning probably half or more of those games alone. Um, can Derek Carr not play scared and return to his MVP level type of play he was at in 2016? If he can return to that, the Raiders might be something. But that this game will really test out this, the, uh, the Raiders offense um, as they're playing arguably the best defense in football, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you can make an argument Washington is, but that's another argument for another day. Um, this this is a very – I think this could end up being a good game, but at the same time I, I could see the Raiders just crashing back down to earth and struggling against this um, Steelers defense. Um, and speaking of the Steelers – that's who I have as my pick for this weekend just due to their excellent defense and I I expect their offense to play consistent football um, against the Raiders defense Um, I know Max Crosby could be a problem um, Sunday but I I think the Raiders defense makes enough plays to get the Steelers over the top and Ben Roethlisberger is able to make enough plays with his somewhat limited arm um, to keep the Steelers ahead um, throughout the game. So I got the Steelers winning that one. Devin has the Raiders. Um, the Raiders playing hot. They play hot um, in this game as well, and they win big. Um, so Devin has the Raiders here, so we're split on that one. Rams at Colts. Um, can Carson Wentz play more consistently again in Week 2 against the Rams? Great defense. Um you know, I, I I went back and watched Wentz's tape. Um, he he was good, not like really really good, but like better than he did last year. But still, I I want to see that more. I want to see it pr- progress a little bit more. Um, can Wentz continue to improve and progress throughout the season? That's something we'll have to keep an eye on um, this weekend as well as the rest of the season moving forward. Um, can we just talk about Matthew Stafford just lighting a fire under the Rams' offense in a way Jared Goff couldn't? You know, I think trading for Matthew Stafford was probably the greatest blessing for Stafford and the Rams, for for both parties, to be honest with you. Stafford had an incredible game against the Bears on Sunday Night Football. Um, that was the best I have seen uh, Stafford play in quite some time. Um, he was letting the ball rip downfield, um, making big throws, um, big, big time throws downfield, um, making good throws on all levels of the field. Just really consistent with the football, good decision making. Um, he 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 looked like he was playing his best football. Um, simple as that. If the Rams and Matthew Stafford are playing their best football, and the defense continues to play like they have, oh over the last season plus the game from last week against the Bears. I I don't see how the Rams um you know win a lot of football games this year. I expect them to. Um but they could 
you know, disappointed in a couple of games, but you know, who knows? Um, but I, I think the Rams end up being the, uh, end up being the Colts this weekend. Um, but I do think it will be close. Um, the Colts have a good enough team to keep up with really anyone in the league, even though they got kind of blown out by by the Seahawks last week. Um, but I expect this to be a closer game than some expect. Um, I think the Rams will have a challenge up on their. Uh, will have a challenge ahead of them against this Colts defense. Um, Devin also has the Rams winning this game as well. Moving on to Cincinnati Bengals at Chicago Bears. Um, Bengals are coming off an impressive overtime victory over Minnesota. Can they replicate that performance that they had last week um, against the Bears? I believe so. I I think the Bengals are going to be okay. Their offensive line wasn't too bad last week um and that's still a main concern moving forward can the Bengals offensive line play consistent and they can can joe burrow and jamar chase start balling out every week we saw them connect plenty of times last week and one of them went for a big touchdown um so you know i i think that connection is going to be kind of lit you know joe burrow jamar chase um teaming up again um, like the old times at LSU, um, if you guys saw that video that I think the Bengals put up, or I think LSU, um, one, one of the accounts put up a really cool montage of, uh, or a little like mix up of, uh, Joe Burrow's touchdown to Jamar Chase, um, from this past weekend and from the national championship game in 2019 against Clemson. So that was really cool to watch. Um, do we see Justin Fields play at some point during this game? Um, we, we probably will in terms of goal line situations um, like we saw against the Rams. But will we see him get significant snaps like Andy Dalton gets benched significant snaps? Um, it's possible, especially if Dalton struggles against his former team. Um, I think that, you know, feels the time is going to come at some point and he should be the starter. He's more talented. He gives Chicago a better chance to win, even though the team may be still pretty bad. Um, but I think fields would give Chicago like this feeling like okay we have somewhat of a shot to win this game no matter what because we have justin fields and look fields will probably have his struggles his growing pains but the great moments the good moments that we will see throughout the season once justin fields ends up getting on the football field full time will will overshoot all the growing pains and all the struggles um that he'll deal with this season um fields is an incredible talent he should be starting right now but matt Nagy and ryan pace are being ignorant and are like no we're going to start experience over talent um i may not agree with that i get it but i don't agree with it um and anyways the Bengals will beat the bears and won't be close devin also has the Bengals winning that is final we are moving on bills at dolphins um this is a game that I, I'm looking forward to. Um, if I do have it on 
in my if I do have Bills Dolphins playing in my area, um, in the North Carolina area, then I will probably be watching this game along with Panthers Saints. Um, can Tua improve from Week One? Um, I Tua was fine from his performance. I don't think he was spectacular. I think he was just fine. Um, same with Josh Allen against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Allen, he's still very, very good, even though he struggled. Um, still through, he still completed 30 passes, but man, uh, Steelers had Allen's number. Um, Allen was missing throws plenty, but I mean, he, he, he was still very, very good. I mean, I don't want to take that game away and say, oh, he, he's about to say, he's about to prove all the critics wrong all the critics ride and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't think so. I, I, I want to see Tua improve, um, against the bills this week. Um, I want to see Josh Allen rebound from last week as well. Miami does get back. Will Fuller, um, who they signed this off season. He, um, he was completing his, um, suspension that he had, uh, from last season when he was with the Texans. Um, so, Getting Will Fuller with Tua, that would be huge for Tua um, as he will continue to improve and progress throughout the season. Um, the Bills are still a very good football team. Um, Miami's just getting better. They're a good football team as well, but I think the Bills are the better team in this matchup, and I think they will win, but it will be close. It will be close. Devin has the same pick as well. He is picking the Bills. Saints-Panthers, this is the matchup for both Devin and I. Devin and I were here, we'd be talking mainly Saints-Panthers throughout this podcast. But we're going. I'm going to try to keep it short here. Um, I want to see if Darnold and Winston can continue continue the play they've had, they had from last week. Um, I was, like I said on the live stream uh, Tuesday night, I was really impressed with Sam Darnold. Um, I thought he was... Accurate for the most part. Ball placement was consistent. Uh, his decision-making was good. He knew where to go with the football. He wasn't taking big risks. Um, his act... So, like... Darnold was fine. I don't think he was spectacular. Um, he did make some big throws. Um, but he struggled in the second half. Um, and mainly it was because the Panthers online, they're... They're still not great. They're not great at all, except for Taylor Moton. Um, and that that's something I want to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, Jameis Winston, five touchdown passes against the Packers last week. That is incredible. Um, start your career, your starting, your starting time in New Orleans with five touchdown passes. That's incredible. And I think if Winston continues to have good QB play or has good play at the position. The Saints have their answer for the quarterback position for years to come. Winston can be very, very good. It would just depend on how he is against really good defenses. This is going to be a tough test for him against this Panthers defense. This Panther defense is improved from last season. They look good. Their front seven looks really good. They're, the way they attack opposing offenses is really unique. Um, 
that is something I want to see how Winston does against the Panthers defense, how he attacks that defense. And the same with Sam Darnold. How does he handle the Saints defense? Um, some concerns I have, of course, Darnold, can he continue the consistency? Um, Panthers offensive line is not great. I want to see them just have a consistent stretch of series where they can really make some plays and try to get up a couple scores um, and maybe pull away with a win. I don't know. Um, New Orleans is dealing with some injuries to key players like um, Marshawn Lattimore, who just got a record-breaking deal um, last week or, or several days ago. Um you also have Marcus Davenport out, um, Eric McCoy, their starting center. He's out as well. So the the Saints are dealing with some injuries, but I expect them to still play good football. Um, they're a very good-looking football team overall. I think the main matchup in this game will be Saints versus Panthers. Um, Saints have a really good offense, um, especially if Winston continues to play like he has or like he did last week. Not like five touchdowns, you know, but – Good, consistent play. He's not making bad decisions. He's making really good decisions with the football, just being the quarterback we all expected him to be when he was first drafted to Tampa Bay. Um, I think the Saints win this game. Um, Surprising, I know. I'm a Panthers fan, and I'm picking the Saints to win, but I'm being realistic. The Saints are a better football team, even though they have some injuries um, going on. I think they're the better football team. They're the more experienced team. I think the Saints win. Devin has the same pick, and that's not a biased pick for Devin. That's, you know, I, I think if the Panthers didn't have so many concerns um, in terms of their offensive line, I think the Panthers may have been the pick for both Devin and I. Uh, but I think the Saints are the better team. They are more experienced, and I think that will be the case um, this Sunday. This will be a good learning uh, game for um, the Panthers overall, I believe. But, you know, who knows? I, I, I could see that game going both ways. Um, it's a crucial game for both teams, honestly, but we'll just have to see. Um, a few more games to go. Dallas at um, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert, very, very good against Washington's elite defense. Um, I was really impressed in that game um, when going back and watching his tape. Um, the Chargers might finally have a healthy football team, and if they have a healthy football team, they can make a really good push for the playoffs, um, especially if German James is healthy throughout the season. That's going to be key moving forward. Um, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they looked good against Tampa Bay. Um, Dan Quinn's defense um, looked aggressive and very consistent against Tampa Bay. Um, they, they were able to make some key plays that kept them in the game. So I'm expecting that defense to continue to improve. Um, I think this will be a fun game to watch in L.A. This is going to be a team. This is going to be a matchup between two potential playoff teams. If we're looking down the road um, in January, so this is going to be an interesting game to watch, and this is something we'll have to go back and watch later down the road if both teams are in the playoffs. So. I have the Chargers winning. I have some concerns about the Cowboys' consistency up front, especially with the loss of Al Collins due to suspension at right tackle. 
I think the Chargers played damn near a complete game against Washington's defense, um, especially offensively and defensively. Um, their offensive line was very impressive. It, it looks improved from a year ago. Their defense looks better this year. Um, I could see this being a shootout, but give me the Chargers to edge out Dallas. Um, Devin is picking Dallas in this one um, to avoid going 0-2, um, but I think Dallas will go 0-2. But I, I do expect Dallas to rebound and potentially make the playoffs. You know, I I think this is too good of a football team to really just shut everything shut everything down and just miss the playoffs. Um, I think they can rebound from an zero and two start, and it, it, depending on how on how bad the loss is. If it's a good loss, then I think they'll be fine moving forward. If it's a bad loss, then there should be some concerns moving forward. But um, I got the Chargers. Salmon has the Cowboys. Moving on to Titans, Seahawks. Seahawks defense looked really good um, against the Colts. Seahawks offense looked very good, um, especially with new offensive coordinator Shane um, Waldron um, calling plays, um, calling a classic Pete Carroll offense, but an offense that really like showed what Pete Carroll really wanted to see offensively. Um, wanted to really establish the run, but also have a good passing attack. And that's what Seattle was last week um, against the Colts. The Titans struggled in week one against a really good looking Titans, um, not Titans, uh, Cardinals defense. Um, and, and that, that, that Cardinals seat, man. I mean, not to overreact, but that's a good-looking group of players. Um, Chandler Jones, five sacks um, on the day. He was just an absolute monster against the Titans. Um, I expect um, the Titans to rebound um, against the Seahawks. I, I, I think the, de- the Seahawks' defense is good, but I think it's a defense that the Titans can exploit, especially with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown um, at wide receiver. And, of course, you got Derrick Henry in the backfield, and Henry's probably going to run like crazy, um, especially against the Seahawks' defense. Um, I expect this to be a shootout or just a flat-out good game between two well-rounded teams um, on both sides of the ball. Um, but I do think Tennessee wins. I think they rebound from a week ago. Um, and Devin thinks the same thing. Um, he is picking Tennessee as well. Chiefs-Ravens this is the last game I'll be picking for the night. Um, that... The Ravens... I, I'm starting to have concerns. Um, especially if they lose this game to Kansas City at home. Um, the Ra- the Ravens are dealing with a big injury bug. They've been losing players for the season, um, and it could cost them down. It could really cost them down the road. Um, I thought they looked fine offensively. Um, Jackson played well, though. I could. I think he could have been better. Lamar Jackson. I think he could have been better. Um, I think um, their defense definitely could have played better. Um, but I mean, they they lost Marcus Peters for the season. They're trying their best or they're doing their best with what they got um, in the secondary. Um, And then the Chiefs are the Chiefs. But like we've seen um, in the last two games they played, including the playoffs um, against Tampa Bay and against Cleveland, they're very beatable. Um, There is a recipe to how to beat the Chiefs, but then there's always that fear 
of Mahomes coming back and him and Hill, Tyreek Hill, best receiver in the league, by the way, Travis Kelsey, um, you know, just going crazy against opposing defenses if they're down 20 points. They can score 20 points in three minutes. You know, they're that good. You know, especially, and they they are, they have improved so much defensively. Um, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthews coming back. Um, Chris Jones will be impactful as always. He's one of the better defensive players in the league. Um, I think he will, he, he, he may give, the Ravens a long night to remember, um, especially on the offensive line. I have the Chiefs winning over Baltimore um, big. I, as much as I want Baltimore to pull off the upset, I I just think the Chiefs are the healthier team. They're just find out the better team, offensively, defensively, um, all across the board. Um, secondary. Um, I, I would give the edge to Baltimore, but if you're just talking about overall team, the Chiefs just overwhelm Baltimore at the moment, especially with all the injuries um, Baltimore is dealing with. So I got the Chiefs winning big. Devin also has the Chiefs winning this game as well. Um, as a Panthers fan, I want to talk about something to end this podcast. Um, there was a there there. There was an issue in this past game, during the game, for the fans, um, the keep-pounding chant. It wasn't amplified in the stadium as much as they've thought. And um, the Panthers weren't really, like, like trying to amplify, like, keep-pounding. Like, keep-pounding. Like, let's go back to the history of keep-pounding. Sam Mills won the... Great linebackers, one of the more underrated linebackers, um, maybe in the last 50 years or so. Um, underrated, doubted, balled out every week. Um, he became a symbol for the Carolina Panthers. He was a key player defensively for the Panthers um, up until, I, I think, I don't 100% remember if he retired and then got cancer or got cancer and then retired to coach for the team. But Sam Mills got cancer. Um, and he could, and afterwards he continued to coach. Um, but he always had this motto of keep pounding, just to keep on pounding, keep pushing forward, keep grinding forward. Um, that's a mantra I've been using for, um, ever since I've become a Panthers fan and also in life. Um, and that's a calling sign for Panther fans and, and Carolina Panther players um, over the last, I don't know, two dec- two nearly three decades. Um, and it, it's very important that the Carolina Panthers keep this um, mantra going, this calling sign. And last week, Fans were discouraged that the Panthers weren't really doing anything in terms of keep pounding. Like it, it, they felt, you know, offended by the Panthers for not continue, for not playing something or um, chanting something that you know means a lot to not only the fans but the players and the team overall. For such a young franchise, you want something to really hold on to and start a tradition. And keep pounding was. Is and it 
it is just that is something that we hold on to as Panther fans um, and we use it in live, we use it as fans. We use it to really motivate the team, to really get them going. Um, it's become basically home field advantage for it's become a home field advantage for the Panthers. You hear that key pounding from the entire fans and from the sound, from the speakers, all that. I can tell you from experience going to Panther games, it is goosebumps every time. Keep pounding. Keep pounding on and on and on. And, you know, if the Panthers were to take that away, that's just disrespectful to the fans to former players such as Cam Newton, Thomas Davis, um, Luke Keekley, a lot of the historic players, and even Sam Mills himself, the guy that created that mantra, keep pounding, fighting against cancer, fighting against something that he ended up losing his battle with. Um, but he kept pushing forward knowing that even if he may not beat this cancer, he wanted to beat it anyway. Somehow, some way. Um, so, you know, there was a big uproar today um, from the Roaring Riot, the main fan club of the Carolina Panthers, per se. And they were like, hey, Panthers, what's going on with not having keep pounding during the games? Why aren't there any chance? You know, where where is that? Um, it, it started a whole uproar on Panthers Twitter. Um, I made some comments about it um, Wednesday night, and the Panthers, uh, a Panthers spokesman, said that it would be back this weekend um, for the, their home game against the Saints. Um, so that 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 cleared things up. I think it was some sort of oversight. Maybe it had something to do with like maybe not play it on the weekend of the anniversary of 9-11 from 20 years ago. I have no idea. Um, but, you know, I, I really do hope the Panthers, they, they really need to bring back some of the traditions that they have had for so long. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to go through a whole thing about it. I don't want to spend an hour talking about it, but I just wanted to get that off my chest um, to end this podcast. So sorry for rambling. Sorry for going through that but i just wanted to let you guys know what was going on with panther fans if you hadn't seen it on twitter if you had followed anyone that's a panthers fan on um, like besides me um at all and seeing like them complaining about not having keep pounding during the games and all that so just wanted to get that out of the way guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast if you have not go do that right now make sure you um rate this podcast leave a review um leave a comment um we greatly appreciate it and Devin and i will be back um Tuesday for a recording of this podcast. Hopefully, it will just depend on our schedules, um, especially my schedule, my school schedule. Um, but we will definitely be back uh, Tuesday evening for a live stream of the Draft Nut podcast on the Blue Chip Scouting YouTube account and Twitter account. So we'll see you guys then. Peace.